I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi everyone, it's Max McClellan here from Millwall TV and Wall Talk, and you're listening to the famous Acton Millwall. Hello dear listeners, welcome to a slightly uh, delayed something for the weekend show with me Nick Hart and my compatriot Mr Neil Fissler. Welcome to the show Neil. Hello Nick, how are you going everybody? Uh, sorry about the delay, it was uh, yeah, it was actually my fault. Uh, yeah, well, I tried to be too flash yesterday and I tried to be pretty much done in one day and uh, unfortunately uh, scheduled deliveries organised in phone interviews, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And before you knew it, Nick had gone out. <laughs> Nick had gone out. Very rare occurrence for me these days, listeners. But anyway, yeah, I've gone out. Anyway, it's Saturday morning. It's um, They do say that you should uh, establish your format and then immediately break it. That's what we've done with this this show. Normally, we could try and get these out for a Friday, as you know, listeners. Um, Neil, we're speaking ahead of this afternoon's trip to Bramall Lane. It's a bit of a test uh, fixture for us, really, on the back of a really good start to the league season last week. We've mentioned already the 2-0 win over Stoke City at the Den last last Saturday. Great um, performance, um, some really good showings, top of the league, blah, blah, blah. And then the most Millwall thing of all, we go to Cambridge in a Carabao Cup and turn in the diametric opposite. I mean, I, I didn't see the fixture, Neil. I don't know if you saw it at all on screen, but I, um, I've only gone by uh, press reports since. But, it, I mean, just the result and the um, the bottom line of uh, sending off and injuries makes it a bit of a disaster, a Tuesday night disaster in Cambridge. Yeah, uh, no, I didn't see it. It was advertised as being on Serbian TV. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think that everybody's not. Putin channel. <laughs> yeah, we got, yeah, we got slightly excited at the thought of being able to see this game from Cambridge. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think I was more pissed off than that the result the following day, actually. But but you know what it's like. Uh, yeah, it's just typical Millwall, isn't it? We pitch up at somewhere like Cambridge, think we're going to win it, and we come unstuck spectacularly, don't we? Uh, yeah. Throughout the competition, no, I don't think so. At the end of the day, well, we'd probably only go a round or two anyway, wouldn't we? And and they're not exactly queuing up to buy tickets for games. So, considering that we've got uh, a congested fixture list up until uh, the 
the uh, Neil and Nick's World Cup history break. I think it might actually be a good thing. I, th- I agree. I mean, I, I, my initial um, it's it's a strange thing, listeners. I mean, the Carabao Cup, we all the League Cup in old money. Um, going into, I think Neil, you and I said it. We, we don't want to be involved in it for Terry. We do want to focus on the league. That has to be our be all and end all this season. Cup runs are nice. FA Cup runs are nice, but Caribou Cup runs not so much. Um, but you still feel disappointed when you go out. I think probably in the circumstances. I mean, it sounds like it was um, we had one or two moments where we were unlucky. Um, Isaac Alofa apparently had a couple of chances in the second half, going purely by reports, listeners. But to to lose uh, Tom Bradshaw to injury. Um, Fleming, uh, I think, was, was injured um, prior to the game. Um, and then we get a, a sending off that sounds very avoidable for George Honeyman. <laughs> I don't know if calamity is the right the right word, but it's certainly a bit of a kick in the, in the nuts early in the season, isn't it, to go out in that way? Yeah, I think if we hadn't put such a strong team out, <laughs> yeah, well, I might not have had the ump half as much as I did. It, it, I, think it, I think if we'd have put... Um, under-23 team out, and with a lost 1-0 up there, you'd have just shrugged your shoulders and said, oh, well, it's pretty good experience. But yeah. but we did have quite a strong side out. and uh, Well, we did. I mean, that's part, well, of the, part of the disappointment of it all, because it sounds like a poor performance. And, in you know, with the Honeyman uh, sending off, um, sounds like it's uh, slack, shall we put it that way. But when you look at that team, long in goal, um, Hutchinson, Cresswell, Murray Wallace, um, Danny Mack, uh, Ryan Leonard, George Evans, Savile, Bradshaw, uh, and Bennett and Honeyman. That's that's a decent eleven, as you say. That that could be a starting eleven in other circumstances. So to turn out a poor performance is a little bit of a I don't know. Is it a worry? I don't know. I don't know if I'm entitled to be worried on the strength of this cup tie loss or not really but it's certainly a disappointment to go out in those those circumstances yeah by all accounts the honeyman sending off was totally avoidable i think uh, there were certainly observations that that the second yellow card wasn't a yellow card it was right. it was the referee being a bit of a bit of a dick yeah normal and uh, maybe gary rabbit should have seen it coming and uh, and hooked him, which I don't know. I didn't really see the game, so you no. Know. I don't know why the Caribou Cup is always such a difficult competition. I mean, it, it, it sounds like a very good game to have missed, Neil. Let's let's be honest. Um, but it seems to be a right performance to get a stream on these games. I think the Caribou sponsorship limits what can be shown and where it can be shown. But I think for um, league, when they sold the last set of rights. Hmm. They gave they there was a no streaming clause in it, right? Which to me seems bizarre. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. I know that Mel Morris, when he was in charge at Derby County, was very highly critical of the way that I think it was Mel Morris, who was certainly one of their owners, uh, was was certainly very sceptical of the generous terms that were... That Agreed, were yeah. uh, but you half expect these games to actually be available, but they weren't even available for 
for overseas viewers. Um, no. I mean, given that the attendances are invariably paltry, I mean, I don't know what it was for Cambridge. They might, it might be a, a, a more of a, an attractive fixture for them, I suppose. But if it was played at the Den, you'd guarantee it being one stand open and um, maybe a few thousand in in the in the Den. You'd think that Carabao, the the soft drink company, would want TV exposure, wouldn't you? I don't know, but but no, it's always very difficult. I mean, last season was difficult. I, think, I remember looking on the Caribou website one season; they showed games live on there, an actual on the soft drink um, website. There's like a linked um, sports uh, page, but I, I don't know. If, I don't think even that's available now. So it's kind of a strange setup. But we're out of it. For better, probably for better, in truth. Um, and we've got a big fixture today, Neil, all the way up there in South Yorkshire and Sheffield. This is going to be a big test for us today. Can we come back from that midweek disappointment? Yeah, funnily enough, I was just having a look to try and see if I could find what the attendance was, and it's not readily available anymore. Anyway. No one really cares about it. It's not the fixture. That, apart from the impact we've had, it's like it almost didn't exist, you know. Uh, After last Saturday, I was quite confident that we were going to go up there and we'd get something out of it. But as they say, a week is a long time in politics. It's a hell of a long time at Millwall Football Club, isn't it? <laughs> uh, what with injuries and suspensions, you kind of think, uh, I don't really want to go up to Sheffield United. No, just short of 1,300 are going up there. So hats off to them, if, especially if we get this podcast out quickly. You'll be able to hear it before you get to the ground. Um, so that's a pretty good away attendance on the back of a really good um start to the season last week i'm just looking at the uh the club website um you know the 100 percent championship record only one game gone <laughs> we are top of the league <laughs> we are top of the league <laughs> make the most of it whilst we can perhaps um but as as they're saying here no zian fleming and tom brash are both um out for i think three or four weeks i think i saw in uh in both cases now bradshaw and and fleming neil um, and uh, a one match suspension for George Honeyman, who looked like a really that's going to be a bit of a loss because he was a real dynamo last week in Stoke. So that's the whole thing has suddenly got a bit of a backs to the wall quality, isn't it? Yeah, it, it just shows that we were saying, Oh, yeah, well, the great strength squad we've got this season, and uh. We go out of the Carabao Cup at Cambridge, and you've got <laughs> two injuries and a suspension, and you start thinking, oh, actually, it might not be as strong as we thought it was. No, maybe it's more fragile. I, I, I must admit, I felt really um, disappointed in the aftermath of that loss at Cambridge, and, and I, I, I'm kind of going around in circles in my own head as to whether I should or shouldn't feel that way because we do need to um, think about the the league more than anything else. So. Um, hopefully, um, we'll get a bounce back today. I'm just reading the, uh, the, 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 the club's website and they're mentioning the likes of Mason Bennett chance uh, for the uh, Tyler Bury and Isaac Alofe to impress today. Um, I mean, I think the prospects of Isaac going out on loan now has maybe receded slightly, Neil, with, with that injury to Tom Bradshaw. We do need as many attacking options as, as we can and still no sign really of any incoming signings. So maybe... Um, Rowett sees that as you know something we can work with going forwards for them, uh, whilst this uh, Bradshaw injury works out. You know what? He, he, it was a funny thing, we were praising the recruitment <laughs> the other week, <laughs> and uh, now we're them. 
blindingly obvious we do need we do need a couple of players still. And hopefully hopefully last Saturday didn't lure them into a false sense of security of oh well maybe we can get away with this till January. Lured me into it. I don't know. It's gonna be interesting to see whether the faith is shown to Isaac Alofi. Um He's been unlucky. I mean, apparently he's unlucky at Cambridge. We didn't see much of him last week, did we, against Stoke? I think um, he just needs one to bobble in off his ball yeah. or something, really. He needs confidence, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. He just needs one to to go in off any part of his anatomy uh, that will give him the little boost that he needs. Because there's no two ways about it. There's probably a player in there somewhere. Yeah, it, yeah, absolutely. Coming from playing under twenty three football, which yeah, it's good, but it's not brilliant, is it? And uh, no, no, no. In non league football and then League One, it just makes you wonder if if they should maybe have aimed for a little bit higher last year and given him a bit more experience at a higher level instead of League Two. Leaving him in on on, on loan. Yeah, he earned praise from Gary Rowett after the midweek game. Um, I think clearly uh, the club wants Isaac to get confidence fast, and um, I think we'll probably see him at some point this afternoon. We'll, we'll find out later um, as we're recording yeah. this in the morning. But else there? Yeah, I wish him well. Um, Danny Mac so proper and Neil, we, we, we've praised Millwall enough. I think we're probably going to have to start damning them now um, very shortly after last week's um, excitement. But the Danny Mac so opera um, seems to have reached a bit of a, a dead end, a cul-de-sac. Um, there's a report here on, I think it's News at Den. Um, Gary Rowett saying it's very simple where we are. That there's an offer on the table, basically, and we want him to settle down. Um I mean, the rest of it, I think, is it, the, the ball seems to be in Danny's court now as to whether he wants to accept or, or move on, I guess. Yeah, there are various whispers going around. It's to do with the length of the contract and an unrealistic release clause. Right. Millwall have apparently tried to put in. Uh, you can't blame them in a, in a certain way. He's a good young player. And uh, we don't want to sell... Are good young players on the cheap, do we? All yeah, all the time, and they can see what kind of money good young players are going for. So Millwall, so with this new look, Millwall, uh, I think yeah. yeah, we'll have a bit of that for once. And well, we, it's not gone down well with with the player. We, we want, I mean, from our point of view, our point of view being the Millwall support and the listeners of our show. Um, we want Millwall to have the best possible deal. I mean, obviously, the players' interest is going to be different to the club's interest. So, hopefully, you have a negotiation, you reach a, a balance point in the middle. But um, unless you're in the, the contract conversations, it's kind of difficult to speculate on what is and what isn't the situation. But it does it does need resolution soon because it's just dragging on now, isn't it? Yeah, I think a lot of people's judgment is clouded by the fact that him and his family are Millwall. So it's almost untouchable that mm. kind of thing, and that that this is the club's fault for asking for an unrealistic buyout clause and or release clause, whatever you want to call it, and maybe length of contract. But but you're right; it's got to it's got to reach a resolution. Uh, 
QPR haven't come in with a more realistic bid. No. Uh, nobody else seems to have come in. The player himself, by all accounts, didn't have a good game the other day and hasn't had a good pre-season. Well, he started Tuesday, didn't he? Um, and part of the losing side that didn't play, didn't the, 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 the bottom line part of the results didn't, didn't look good. So... Um, it must be weighing on his mind. I, I think it's a real burden, Neil, for a player. A Mil- Let's talk about Millwall players. To carry that burden of being a Millwall fan, yet from a Millwall family, and be playing for the club. It's It, it adds a layer to your shoulders. And I mean, you know, you think back to some of the recent examples, leave aside Danny Mack, but Ben Thompson, um, even going back to the likes of Sid Nelson, uh, and there have been others over, over the years. It's... It, 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 and John Mark, which was that one I was, I was thinking of. Um, it, 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 it puts weight on your shoulders somehow to be carrying all that expectation because you're a Millwall fan. You've got to put um, even more than 100% in somehow. It's, it's, it's unfair in some ways. Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah although you are cut extra slack, I think. Can be. <laughs> Not always, but you can be, yeah. <laughs> I think you're almost you almost obtain untouchable status, don't you? Almost like like uh, you have a, like uh, Neil Harris status, I think. In the eyes, some some do, yeah. Um, some do, some some don't quite make it. In against, but it needs to be resolved one way or another. No, and I don't know if there's a compromise to be found. I'll, <laughs> it worries me slightly that. He's got a year left on his contract. If he had another couple of years left on his contract, I'd say, yeah, there's quite a lot of time here. Mm-hmm. But the clock's ticking, and does the club really want to play Russian roulette with an agent and a player? And no, well, we've just lost Jed for nothing. I mean, this this was the same dynamic, wasn't it? A contract was running out, and yes, the renewals were offered to him, the supposedly very good ones, but he wanted to. I think there there was an agenda that he wasn't going to sign it. Hmm. And the agent and that, they just weren't truthful enough to say that, unless they did say that behind closed doors and the club didn't relay that information. But I think here, there is a desire for him to stay. And, uh, but it's just marrying the two. Uh, not, right. Just not at all costs. I mean, there's, there's, there's every every player has a has a, a price limit, so to speak. And then maybe the club want him to stay, but that's not like an over. That's not not at all costs, as, as a, in the way I put it there. So we'll see. We'll see. It does need resolution, as we as we keep saying. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. 
Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Achtung, Mehlball. No one likes us clothing is the clothing range designed by Mill fans for Mill fans. Caps t-shirts polos they've got it all visit no one likes us.co.uk for the full range or if you're in bermondsey on a match day why not have a pint in the blue anchor pub and pick up a nolu polo shirt nolu clothing www.noonelikesus.co.uk when you make a list of talking points for a podcast how um, events can overtake you. The Tom Bradshaw is hoping to receive a, a, a call-up for the, the Welsh side in 2022's World Cup. <laughs> it's kind of bought, it's out for four weeks now, so I'm not sure that's going to help his calls for Qatar, Neil. Um, yeah, well, I'm also hoping that Maria Sharapova knocks on my door wearing... <laughs> ...in busy, can I come and watch the game? Yeah, well, that ain't going to happen, either. Really. Okay. Basically. Can we watch me all nil and then we'll put some rugby on, mate, and I'll do us a dinner? <laughs> yeah, but Liz Hurley's gonna yeah, it's gonna swipe the right way on Tinder. <laughs> There's a bizarre situation for you, listeners. So anyway, that's Tom Tom was hoping to go to Qatar with a Welsh national side. Um there's much hope for that, is there? He's been out he's been out Welsh set up for quite a long time. I think he'd really need to, yeah, well, he'd need to be on fire, as they say, wouldn't he? Uh, yeah, well, he'd need 5-10, I don't know, how, yeah, however many goals. I don't even know who manages Wales these days since Ryan Giggs. No, he's, he's, he's got his own problems, hasn't he? Um, <laughs> I think he's <it's> <laughs> a little bit of, pro- little bit of trouble. Um Interesting signing. We signed a goalkeeper this week, Connell, Connell Truman. Connell Truman from Birmingham City, former Birmingham City. This has allowed Ryan Sanford to join Dover Athletic of the National League South on loan for the season. Um, strange signing. I mean, you think, you know, at a time where we're, we, we, you know, even before Tom Bradshaw got injured, Neil, I think most of us would have said another striker would have, would have gone down a storm 
at the den, but we, we pick up a goalkeeper. It's an odd move, isn't it? I think it's because they'd like to have three goalkeepers, don't they? Just in case you go through the scenario the other season where Frank Fielding got injured, yeah. and led to Bart being needed, and we didn't have a great deal of faith, I don't think, in Ryan Samford or... Clearly not. No. Thought, thought he didn't have enough experience. Yeah, by this... Yeah, by the token he's going at, he'll probably be about 40 by the time he's game. Also, the level, National League South, Dover Athletic, I mean, no disrespect to Dover, that's a fair drop. Yeah, you uh, wonder, is it, yeah, yeah, is it his time? and Is that his level? I mean, maybe that's the problem and we need to strengthen, obviously, to, to, to for the reasons you've said. On the goalkeeping situation, I did see something about Bart and Leicester. I know mm. that Grass went to uh, went to Nice, Nice, is it? nice in France. Yeah, yeah so, and somebody put something somewhere, I think it popped up on my Facebook feed actually, a Millwall fan mentioning Bart and Leicester. Mm. Strange one. Possible. Yeah, well, I could almost see it in a strange sort of way because he's probably one of the best goalkeepers in the championship. He's, But by the same token, he did say, I think there was a story on news, at, uh, uh, London News Online or News at Den this week. Mm. And it, he's in his last year of his contract and he said he does want to stay. So I guess he's, what, 35, nearly 36? Yeah, I mean, he's late in his career. I mean, that would surprise me. I mean, goalkeepers have a longevity, don't they, in, in the game that outfield players don't. It would A move to Leicester would surprise me in some ways, just for that reason, really. He's, he's fairly um, a long way down the, the, the track, you know, in, in career terms. So Short-term signing, maybe they can't possible. get... Possible. Yeah. But then it would leave us... Woefully short. Yeah, I've never seen George Long play. I don't think because he plays in these competitions. That he's a, he's a Caribou goalkeeper. I saw him last season, uh, the midweek game earlier. Earlier, he, he looked all right. He looked okay. But you know, you'd much prefer uh, Bart Bielkowski and, and when he's when he's on form, he's got a shot stopping ability as as good as any really any goalkeeper I've ever seen in a Mill shirt. And that's going back to. Brian King in the early 70s, I think that he's he's the equal of um, any of those players in terms of shot-stopping. Maybe you could talk about his distribution, Neil, and the modern-day expectation that goalkeepers can pass the ball out and, you know, find players, which wasn't really imposed on goalkeeping of old, was it? Um, no, you even get the heart-stopping moments like last Saturday, don't you, where he, uh, yeah, where he mysteriously lets one go through. <laughs> body and then scoops it back from over the line. Well, I mean, I was saying that in the other show I did the other day, it's, it was both a, a, a calamity, you know, calamity, calamitous error, and then a miracle that he's pulled out to, to put that right. You know, I mean, it's it's a strange combo, isn't it? Yeah, it's just a typical Millwall goalkeeper. You think back to yeah, our goalkeepers have been prone to something like that, haven't they? I can remember. Oh, yeah, can yeah, yeah. David Ford would pull off four blinding saves and would then let one through his hand. Wouldn't he? <laughs> Jordan Archer had his moments, and uh, you think one or two, one or two. Yeah. You think to the West Ham fan. <laughs> oh yeah, what was his name? David Martin. Yeah, calamitous goal that he let in. 
yeah. Foster's teaching Pep Guardiola a thing or two about football, and he—he's he, just uh, yeah, they're just prone to it, aren't they? He, yeah, luckily, I thought it was in actually. To I, be thought, yeah, I wonder. I mean, clearly they have, they have these chips in the ball, and the referee would have given the goal if it, if the um, the watch uh, or whatever it is, the, the wrist oh. device, if it had gone off. But to pull that save off was as much of a miracle as the as the original era was um you know slapstick um we've said already that we we come to praise mill but also not quite to damn them but we will call it as it is listeners when it comes to our club and and neil we wanted to mention a few pointers from last week's game versus stoke um and number one which i'm you know i make a joker i call where i sit bird shit corner um, and there is a good reason for that because there's always there is always bird shit there, loads and loads of bird shit, um, which in, in one way is uh, vaguely amusing in, 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 in for a moment, but actually every time you know like it was a reasonably full house last week, Neil, and, and block one to be full up meant that there were people with kids um, standing in the corner uh, where I stood was was reasonably full. And you know the the, the 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 I don't know what I feed these pigeons on in Bermondsey, listeners, but there's some some fairly large dollops of um, I think it's called guano, isn't it? Bird bird droppings. Um, I don't know if the club have anyone that actually checks the stadium out. They sh- it needs regularly jetting. It you can't beat it, but you do need to keep on top of it. And no one seems to do that. I don't know what the rest of the ground is like. That's well, there were various reports that there were. I saw various things at various parts of the ground. Obviously, they do check the ground because they actually do clear up after every game. Mm. So, and that's not make too much of a point about it. But these things, they are a health hazard. Yeah, no, as kids, you know, um... you know, kids a lot. They drop something on the floor and they pick it up. Yeah, that's right. Stick it in their gob. Yeah. So. You would have thought the first game of the season, yeah. after them not using the ground for best part of two months, that oh yeah, well okay, you don't expect it to be spanky new week in week out. These things do happen, but surely somebody goes along and they see it's a basic maintenance thing, isn't it? That there's a load of bird poo everywhere so you jet wash it down and they do yeah they do go around because they do take away people's waste it's not like you uh yeah it's not like Millwall fans are asked to pick up after themselves clean after themselves no they yeah. must, I, mean, I imagine the cleaners have given the brief to go and pick up the litter and and, and, the, and the like as, as you're saying but their job is not to point out um I don't know what do you want to call it. Is it maintenance or, or just a general general housekeeping? Let's call it that. There were things like TVs not working on concourses, right? And these are really basic things that you would have thought that you would do a tour of the ground once a week and just put these fairly simple things right. It's the little things. Mm. Yeah, well, I know that we go on about the match day experience now, and apparently the German sausage and the new bar went down an absolute storm last week. Which is great to hear. That's what we want. So praise praise with criticism, but, you know, we've praised them for that. 
Yeah, and they were putting up a more permanent structure, I think I saw a photo of in yeah, in the week, and it's brilliant. But it's just the little things that you've got to raise your standards. And to have a TV not working on the concourse, well, you might as well take the bloody TV out if it isn't going to work. And you've had all summer to fix these things. So what are people doing? Are they not going around and... And doing basic checks, which brings us on to the biggest kick in the nuts I want to give the club. Yeah, go for it, Luke. Yeah. And that is, there were, yeah, well, yeah, well I saw the photos on Hoff mm. last week that somebody's paid his hard earned money to, uh, to buy a season ticket and uh, pitches up, all excited. Gets, you get. I think it was the front row of the Jeremy Kyle stand. Okay, yeah. Old Blow Lane, the upper tier. All excited, looking forward to it. Gets up, yeah. Walks up the stairs, and you have the anticipation. You see that little bit of the, yeah. We see that chink of light. Then you see the pit. <laughs> you're, doing, you're doing a drama of us. <laughs> And then he can't find his seat because his seat has been removed. So he literally can't find his seat. <laughs> he literally he gets there and there are photos on Hoff. They've taken the front row of seats out. Now, right. what buffoon <laughs> has thought it's acceptable to not tell the ticket office who have sold this guy's seat yeah, uh, or family of seats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was actually a quite amusing photo of his son being sat on the sat on the sat on the frame. Right, because they they remove the plastic seat, but they don't remove the metal frame yeah. underneath it. So, what just goes through? Why would you do that? I, I don't even know why you, you... There might be a good reason for it, but I, you're right. You don't sell the tickets for it if that's what you must do for some reason. Probably um, the brand manager or the maintenance manager or something, the stadium manager retired. But even still, if the orders come to take in the to actually take the front row of seats out, doesn't it? It's yeah. from up high. Yeah. So surely... Delete it off the ticket website. <laughs> you will tell the ticket office not to sell a seat that doesn't exist. Yeah, it just, it's just, it's just, oh, it's just frustrating it, that 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 this kind of thing. Oh, yeah, well, okay, people make mistakes. Yeah. Um, it, can, it can happen. I mean, if there's a reason to remove it, I, I don't know what the reason is to remove that front row. I know they do it down on the um, the lower tier. They've got some um, the old front row of seats is now gone. I, I, I don't know why they why they have that. But anyway, if there's a reason for it, then fine. Um, we just want to keep that. We want to make it as difficult as we can to attend games, and we want the lowest possible attendance. What would have happened last week? And it was entirely plausible if we'd have sold out the tickets because I think was there 14, 13 Yeah, I mean there weren't many spare seats knocking around, a few in in block one and that's always my personal guide to how big a crowd we've got, if there's people in where I sit, 
the nutcase that talks into his microphone, then I know it's a big crowd on today, you know. Exactly. And what would you have done if you'd have taken that front, that whole row of seats out, you'd have sold out the stadium, and then a guy turns up yeah. and his seat's missing. It's just, it's just mind-blowing incompetence of it's the very, It's very, very basic. It's almost like we haven't quite got this running a football club. The details. <laughs> 135 years. 85, haven't we? Yeah, we've only got 140 years nearly to get it raw. We're 130, 140 years to get it right, haven't we? It's just, it's just, it's just a mind blowing basic. I know we've we've lavished praise on them, and we, um, and we did so then. Yeah. With the well, with the. With the, well, the the catering and we, we, we you know we, we've mentioned that a few times and well done for the, as you've said i mean i've seen similar reports about the, yeah, the yes. around the back of the stand i think they still have a live band playing don't yeah, they yeah that's all good that, that, but you've got to get your basics right yeah and something that brings me on to something else is ticketing and that is the cambridge game from last week uh from the carabao cup game mm. Cambridge said tickets were on sale on the evening and then very hastily followed it up by, uh, no, the police have said we can't sell tickets, but allegedly uh, Millwall had said don't sell tickets. I don't know. Right. And uh, and the, and there were people complaining they hadn't had the season tickets. They hadn't had the right season tickets. Uh there were big queues, apparently, uh, people uh, before the game for people buying tickets. And Sheffield United tickets hadn't arrived by yesterday with people buying them. I saw and- some tweets. Um, people saying I still haven't had my Sheffield. I, I mean, I think they were sent. I, to some extent, the club must be in the hands of the away, of the away side there, Cambridge and and Sheffield, and you can only send out stuff, uh, tickets physically once you've got them. So whether there's a delay in that, I, I don't know. Um, the, the, sometimes communication be, it becomes a, a bit of a, a bit of a thing, doesn't it? You know, the fact that you've got people that want to go and watch Mill play Cambridge because you can't see it on the telly. Um, what difference bit... would have made? You'd have probably had what fifty, a hundred people turn up on the night. Maybe yeah, I mean, they thought huge numbers. Um, finished work and they thought, yeah, I quite fancy going to Cambridge. No? It's only up the road, so maybe yeah, I don't know. Maybe you've got a few. I, hundred, think, I don't know. And I'll be there in hour. It's not going to be another Luton nineteen eighty five where that ten thousand people turn up and swamp Cambridge, is it? It's not no, going to be. Not, it's just, it just. Oh, we don't seem to want. Our fans with us anywhere? I know we've got a fair few Wallies do turn up, uh, but but that isn't going to attract them. Uh, it's just mind blowing that that the fans of this club sometimes are a bit of an inconvenience, and <laughs> you can actually run it in co time without us. 
we used to have a, a, a when I used to work in housing on housing estates, listeners. Um, it was always a, a slightly kind of sarcastic thing that it'd be a great job for housing management if it wasn't for the tenants that lived in, in the properties. <laughs> a football would be a great sport if it wasn't for the fans that paid for it. But no, it's just, uh, come on, you've got to get your act together with things. It's just a small thing. And it's frustrating because you can see things moving in the right direction and then there's things that just bring us entirely back I'm, you know, I know people were complaining about kits last week and they're not being available but I think that's outside of that's, well I suppose the club shop that will be governed by um, the manufacturers of Hummel isn't it now Achtung Mehlwald I take your point. There's small stuff, and we want Millwall to succeed. We want it to be, you know, no one's looking for it to be a kind of a a, 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 a good example, a Tottenham Hotspur style match day experience with cheese boards and all that. But to clean up the stadium, I don't understand why they've removed the seats in in the uh, the upper tier of the Cold Blow Lane. I don't get what they've achieved by doing that, other than it means people can't sit and put their cups of coffee on the on the ledge I, but then why is that a problem um if if that's the reason, i don't know why you do it and so and then to sell tickets for seats that have been physically removed is 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 just plain laughable um anyway i think we've probably made our point neil uh, and one other thing um, apparently coventry city have been given the lower tier uh, for the away uh, their, their away game our home game next Saturday, um, which is good to see. You know, it'd be nice to see that away end made full use of. Yeah, you could probably actually take your your shoes and socks off and count on your fingers and toes how many times that had been uh, used. Uh, and interestingly, it was posted on... Yeah, well, I did have a look, and it was posted in a couple of places. They had to sell the lower tier before they sold the upper tier. Oh, which is which is generally the other way around, but okay. But it is good to see that we are that we are starting to sell that lower tier because it's chronically underused, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, everything, everything we've spoken about, you know, all of these faults, um, the, the, some cases the incompetence to sell tickets, but uh, the cleaning of these stadium it always comes back to money or lack of it. You know, the only reason you have any maintenance problems in any anything is when you don't want to spend the money. Um, the more money we can get in, and that means uh, from the away um, end, uh, is to sell that lower tier. I mean, it's, it's historically just been shut, and it's just like dead space, and that's that's never going to be good, is it? it? Doesn't help that that it's going to attract uh, the two corners in the Millwall end, isn't it? Yeah, but that's security. That's down to the club to get that organised right, isn't it? Um, certain amount of can it be trusted? I think always down at Millwall, it's can it be trusted? Yeah, <laughs> it, um, it, let's a, hope so. It can be because otherwise um, we're losing out, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, just put something up in between, and you would do like they do at Nottingham Forest. If you ever look above your head, if you go to Nottingham Forest, there's actually a net that comes out, isn't there? Well, that's what I wonder. You see it a lot in sports. I was, I was looking at um, some US baseball, and they've got netting for to stop the balls 
going into the crowd for safety. So you could stuff like that stops problems, you know. Um, it, and also, just thinking back, Neil, I mean, lower tier. I mean, West Ham 2004, the Mother's Day Massacre, they had the lower tier for, for that. There was some... I mean, the, yeah, but that's probably the most... Combust- high, highest profile <laughs> category double A, not category A, it's couple A, double A plus. Um, I remember Arsenal yep. in the day, they, they had the lower tier. Did Chelsea have the lower tier as well, I think? Did Chelsea? Um, I think it was intent. Well, I can't imagine they wouldn't have done. Gillingham um, here, I certainly remember when they were going for promotion one year. They got lower tier towards the end of the season, I think. Didn't AFC Wimbledon? Wimbledon did. I'm sure Norwich have in their time when when Norwich were on the on the on um whether they in were they in League One? Um or it might have been Championship. I don't know. But anyway, they they brought a, they were on a on a surge, so they brought a bigger way following. So it's been done. There's no reason why it can't be done. It, it it does come down to security, as as you as you rightly say. Um, and if <laughs> we'll see, we'll see how it works out. And it, it's good to see yeah, the, the, the effort being made. Float throwing flares and this, that, and the other in the game last week against uh, the place. Stoke, yeah, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, the flares. I mean, that's a modern day problem. Um, but that comes back to the club organisation security. I mean, um, if people can walk in with these on them, then they've not been probably um, patted down properly, have they, outside? So, no, that's you know. maybe Mr. Kavanagh's dog brigade or whatever <laughs> back at the East Stand last year. People never really forgiven him about when <laughs> you have a dog dog. Could we have a flare dog out the back of the land or something like that? Kavanagh's dog brigade sounds like a circus act, listen, isn't it? Jumping through hoops and running with balls on their noses and things, you know. Um, there we are. Let's, let's move along, Neil, because um, we've got, there's a couple of bits we wanted to mention. It's the the start today. I don't know if you're interested in this, listeners, at all. I'm not. The almighty, all-consuming, all-tedious Premier League is back. Well, it was yeah. actually back last night, Arsenal. Didn't it? Yeah. Played... Um, they played, nice. they played the Nigels, and uh, yeah. they got spanked, the Nigels, didn't they? It's going to be a long, hard season for the Nigels. I it think. is, and you love to see it. Um, you they, know, that, that's 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 what we like. Um, strange, the Premier League. Now, it, it is all-consuming, all and yet I find it so boring. I don't know if that's, um, you know... If it's a viewpoint that's shared by many, but um, I just can't get interested in it. Liverpool, Manchester City, who cares, you know? And that's the the the, the debate seems to be who's going to get relegated, really. Yeah, let's face it. The media's in this country is driven by the Premier League. Uh, nobody else gets a look in. I watched a game last night. I must admit. Uh, it, yeah, yeah, it was either that or the cricket competition that I won't mention the name of. <laughs> I was going to mention that. I was going to start off the show with that with you to try and tease you, but uh, I thought, no, I can't be that cruel. Yeah, but despite the fact that a mate of mine is press officer of one of the clubs. <laughs> uh, but no, it, you, you just can't escape from it and and nobody else gets a look at it. No. So anyway, it begins, but we shan't mention it other than that on this show. Couple of um, oh, really? Is it we're Millwall and uh, 
that's all we care about. All we care. We, we we do try and cast our nets slightly more widely. And this this story fascinated me. Now it's non-league listeners. Uh, turn your volume down if you don't want to listen to it. But um, Walton and Hersham, which is quite a famous non-league um, name, a famous FA Cup run in the, I think it was in the seventies. Walton and Hersham. Um, and Hersham obviously is the, uh, the 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 area where the band Sham Sixty Nine were named after. Were well, they sponsored by Theopathetis at one time? Believe so. Yeah, believe so. But they've been they've been taken over by a bunch. Of, well, they're actually listed on on the um, BBC as the world's youngest football club owners. School friends, um, Jack, a bunch of them. I won't name them all. About six of them have put their student loans together and have bought Walton and Hersham as a and they're running as a kind of a TikTok online, um, you know, kind of a, a non-league club. And there's a lot of this now that takes place. How long it can last, I don't know. But I'm not sure that this club, his student loan, was intended to buy non-league football clubs and run it as, an, as a, a, a social media sensation, you know. But that's what they've done. Well, Crawley are owned by an NFT company, aren't they? And apparently, uh, or a crypto company, and apparently on it, yeah. they held a vote amongst uh, NFT holders and uh, season ticket holders for what position they wanted a, they they wanted the club to strengthen, and they went out and they bought a player on the on the result of the of the vote, but. Mate, <laughs> yeah, it's we, the modern world. Um, it, it, and you pot noodles from the old, uh, <laughs> from the old, uh, yeah, from the old, uh, uh, serving hatches, the tea bars selling pot noodles, Mars bars, yeah. one pound pints, vomit everywhere, Jaeger bombs at half time. <laughs> and we're not, we're, we're not in the Plymouth nightclub now, Neil. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but then they'll lose. Uh, yeah, but then they'll lose heart, won't they? Midway through, when things aren't quite going their way. Well, it's yeah. interesting because there's, there's been a few clubs that have done. I mean, Ebbsfleet, I think, had a, a they, they had a, like an online. Um, yeah, they launch. did own a football club, wasn't it? Where you but it went bent on them, didn't they? They almost bankrupted the club. They, they went badly wrong for them. Yeah, but I think it was run very well for the first season. Yeah, and then there was. Yeah, but they wanted to go too far. There was, I think, talk when they first started that they wanted to run votes on substitutions and yeah. team selection. You can't do that. It's football. It doesn't it? work. No, at the end of the day, it's got to be down to the manager in, in, in on, on you know on the spot, so to speak. But good luck to them. If they... yeah, they're nineteen years old, they're the world's youngest club owners. They've, they've um, clubbed together, rightly or wrongly, uh, with their student loans, and um, they bought Walton and Hersham. So well, they're on TikTok, listeners. If you get on TikTok, I, I don't go on TikTok. It's not my. Honest, I think they're probably going to get a few million views on TikTok. But if they can, uh, but then the trick is, is to actually equate that. Yeah, into money. Yeah, money. At the end of the day, TikTok revenues aren't great. No. Uh, yeah, well, as you said, yeah, we're old school. Yeah, we don't believe in. You're not going to get me TikToking anything, listeners. So don't, don't, don't. Or a podcast, um, yeah, well, a Millwall podcast that is on TikTok and 
Well, I do think you and me should be doing a Morecambe and Wise style TikTok. Um, maybe we could get millions of viewers and really make our, uh, make our names. I don't know. You're like Grime Granny. <laughs> Final story, listeners. One that I loved. This has done the rounds on... Um, this has done the rounds on online. South End United. Now, I don't know. You must have seen this. They, um, Roots Hall, um, the, the, their West Stand has been sponsored by localist South End estate agents, Gilbert and Rose. So they've named it as the, the Gilbert and Rose West Stand. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, I was listening to, uh, I first heard about this, I listened to uh, uh, Simon Jordan. They do it. He, he he does the mid-morning show, doesn't he, on yeah. Talk Sport. Uh, what went through? Yeah, well, I know we say, yeah, well, I know I'll go back to Millwall selling the front row of seats, yeah, yeah, telling people that they didn't have a seat. But what went through somebody's mind? They must have seen the Gilbert and Rose West Stand, <laughs> the millennial, yeah, yeah. Hadn't ever heard of Rose West. Yeah. You'd be surprised what people haven't heard of. I mean, you know, I think there's an expectation from, you know, no disrespect to you or, or to me intended, but, you know, we are longer in the tooth perhaps. But I think you've, it's, it's easy to forget that kids, anyone maybe over the age of, uh, or under the age of maybe early 20s, wouldn't know who Fred and Rose West were, What that, what why they're notorious. Um. It's, it, you can never ever discount the possibility that someone's not heard of something you consider to be blindingly obvious, but um, that's clearly what's gone down here at Roots Hall, the Gilbert and Rose West End. Now, sadly, because when this story broke, um, I said to Harry, who lives not down the road from me, let's, let's get down to we we had to do a podcast. Um, Harry and I from the Gilbert and Rose West End. We were going to go and record, but I think they're going to change the name of it now. The, the club have said they want to find a different wording arrangement <laughs> to get rid of the Rose West. Um, Rose stand, I think that would have been the more sensible thing. It times like this, you think, thank God it's not. Yeah, it was bad enough when we forgot an away kit, I think. <laughs> you know, we did that, didn't we? We had to wear the away sides um, or the home sides shirts, didn't we? Yeah, but... But well, that happens, and coincidentally, it was good to see Adrian Wilson back. Uh, yes, yes, from his health health problems. Yeah, yep. Yeah, uh, he was back in the he yeah, he was back in the dugout uh, as kit man last week. A good bloke, Adrian. Uh, Absolutely, yeah. sex fans, so so he's all right. Uh, but. You, you, you just think that didn't somebody somebody had to sign off on this, and uh, it, it just made them okay. It's got the yeah, the sponsors as yeah, the sponsor must be loving it. Apart from yeah, apart everyone's going to know Gilbert and Rose West now. <laughs> yeah, and so so you just. So, yeah, but it's just one of those things. It's just one of those stupid things that goes viral for a few days. You could almost see Millwall wetting themselves over it. Well, at least it wasn't us. I think that's probably the best consolation that we can, we can come out with. Yeah, but the only unfortunate thing was it wasn't Charlton. Because that, <laughs> yeah. that would have... 
Yeah, well, that would have just been that would just have been superb, wouldn't it? That tiny little like fit down the road. Uh, Absolutely. I mean, what struck me just to just to finish us off, Neil. I mean, you're you're, you're a journalist of many years standing. I mean, you would have given your right arm to write this paragraph in your in your publication. Southend United, a football club that renamed a stand after a. Uh, after a serial killer, <laughs> it's going to change its words. That must be the most wonderful paragraph to write. <laughs> yeah, but not only a serial killer, but probably one of the worst killers in bloody British history. That's right. History. And uh, thankful it wasn't us, Nick. Yeah. Um... Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah. That is the risk you run when you do anything, isn't it? That you can walk into these these these. Uh, yeah, we shoot ourselves in the foot often enough, don't we? And quite oh over silly things, but thank God that wasn't Neil. That wasn't us. There we are, Neil. Really appreciate you taking time out your Saturday morning to try and get this podcast online ASAP. So um, we'll leave it there, mate, and we'll be talking to the listeners in the aftermath of this afternoon's trip to. Chef uh, John, we'll be back on next Friday to consider the results. So um, until then, it's a Riva Dirty meal from me. And uh, thank you, Neil. And it's goodbye from me. You have been listening to Achtung, Millwall. Please do leave us a review at Apple Podcasts. Danke schon. Up the lines. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.